All right, dragons, welcome to episode 92 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This week, we are bringing back our good friend Katie Penix from the Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea podcast. Uh, mostly because I just want to, and she's my friend, and I like talking to her. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good episode. Enjoy. In the basement, rolling dice. All right, and we are back. Hi, Katie. Hi, Kenny. How are you? Fabulous. Say that more sarcastically for all of our listeners. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I can. <laughs> so, I brought you on. Let's mostly because I couldn't get anybody on short notice for this week, and you and I were hanging out anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, backup podcast. Let's go, host. I see. I see. Well, you know. But then I was listening to your episode this week, which you were talking about all your TV movie fiction relationships that you and Chelsea absolutely loved. And I found myself disagreeing with you on a few. One major one that we're going to get into at the end. And then... um and I just kind of created my own list, and so I was like, oh, we can talk about my list, and if everyone wants to know your list, they can go over to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea and listen to that podcast. But before we get into that, uh, I understand you've been beast moding lately? Uh, I've been trying and not doing it successfully, but yes. So why did you decide to start, and what has been preventing you from continuing to go? Um, I started going to the gym because I wanted to be more healthy, like just to be healthier. I okay. Guess. Um, but also like working out makes you feel better. It does. It does. It it makes you feel better, and I always felt better after I went to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I just, I stopped going and then I was making excuses for not going because I was like, oh, well, I don't have a lock for a locker. I got a lock. So now I've got no (laughs) excuses to not go. So I just need to like be in the right frame of mind to get back into the right frame of mind about why I want to go to the gym because I'm freaking paying for it. So, well, what can I offer some advice? Go for it. What? And I'm actually having a similar issue. Um, I'm supposed to be training for, like, an ultra run in, like, three weeks. And I haven't gone running since the Pasadena Half Marathon. Um, But even though sometimes I don't feel like going, uh, previously I'll just go. And it's like, yeah, some days I'm just going through the motions. But that gets me in the habit of getting there. And that way continuing to go becomes easier and easier. So even if you just don't feel like going, just go anyway. Yeah. Which is hard to do. It's it's no. easy it's easier to get up and get in the car and drive to the gym if you want to go. Yeah. I just I have to figure out what time of day that I want to do it because uh I have such a long commute. So like I've been going later at night so like eight or nine o'clock at night and going to the gym for like an hour and then coming home and just going to bed after that um or i can make myself get up earlier 
and go to the gym first thing in the morning, come home, shower, eat breakfast, go to work. Yeah. Um, which would probably be better. Like, that would probably be better than the late at night thing. I mean, it just depends on... I haven't tried going in the morning yet, so because I don't want to get up at 5, which is basically why I don't do it. Yeah. Um, But if I do get up, I can go do... Because they have... I have a... I go to Planet Fitness. Um, They have a 30-minute, like, circuit thing that you can do. Yeah. That, uh, that you just move between the machines and everything is like there for you and you just do the 30 minute set and then I can just go home or I can do an hour. It just depends on what you want to do, how much time you have. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, don't let it stop you. Like for instance, this morning I woke up at my normal time, four, four thirty, with all intention to go to the gym and get back into it. Instead, I had one little hiccup on my new computer and Next thing I know, I'm playing Plants vs. Zombies on my old computer for two hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it happens to everybody, but just keep going. You yeah. know, just keep at it. Every day is a new day. Yeah, I'm trying because, like, I think, I think, so what I want to try to do, I was listening to a TED Talk. And I can't tell you who it was by because I can't remember. But he was talking about how making resolutions is very difficult because it's hard to keep to them because you're trying to do something that lasts a long period of time. So a lot of times it's very difficult to stick to that resolution. But he was saying that it's easier to do something if you put a time limit on it. Like try something new for 30 days. Okay. Like So you're doing it in 30-day segments and trying different things like go to the gym for 30 days. Go, like, stop watching TV for 30 days. No sugar for 30 days. That's, like, whole 30, like, the whole 30 that you're doing. Um, It's for 30 days because if you can survive, like, you can pretty much survive anything for 30 days. And not longer than that most of the time. I mean, as far as that, like... Yeah, no, that that absolutely makes sense. And it's it's like how people have said it's 21 times to make something a habit or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that idea of having shorter, more concrete goals to try to make something a habit and get into a routine. Yeah. And, and it's, what he did was, uh, he, he did a thing where he took a picture of something for 30 days, took one picture a day for 30 days. And he was like, it was amazing the things that I saw and the things that I would do to go out of my way to make sure that I got a great photo that he went to different places and got to see more of things that he normally wouldn't have done. So I'm thinking about starting to do that like next month because I mean, I learned to play the piano, but I stopped. So I'm thinking about like, that could be my first thing is play to, the piano is to practice days? playing the piano for 30 days. And maybe it'll become something that I do all the time rather than just, I mean, I have a key, I have a keyboard that just sits in a box in my garage. So, I mean, I have it. So just plug that bad boy in. Man. Yeah, it's it, the only problem is, is there's not enough room in my room for it. So if we'll <laughs> plug that bad boy in in the garage and play with <laughs> play it. Um, but I mean, I think it would be something interesting to start doing. Yeah. To see uh, where I could go with that. For sure. Yeah. So, I support that. Thanks. Also, if you want to go hiking this weekend, I'm thinking about uh, hiking the Hollywood sign on Saturday before before I go see Black Panther. Mm. I probably would die. The Hollywood sign? Eh, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not not healthy. (laughs) You're a goober. (laughs) 
I can't deal with you right now. Yes, you can. Um, all right, other current event stuff. What have you been nerding out on lately? Um, I've been watching the Olympics, which I love. and Big fan of the Olympics. Yes, because I love snowboarding and figure skating and all of that stuff. For sure. Congratulations, Sean White. You won the gold today. Yes, you did. I don't know what his score was, but I'm sure it was killer since his second run yesterday during quals was like a 98. Seriously, the dude. He he's... is just so good at like at the half pipe that just he's golden. So I I think I need to see his run because part of me is like, are the judges influenced by name recognition at any point? I mean, there was a lot of controversy. So when he uh, qualified to be on the U.S. Olympic team for the half pipe, he scored a perfect 100 on his third run, which no one has ever done. And people were like, was it really a perfect 100 or were they just giving it to him? Like, did he really earn it? Yeah. So it's, he's just so good, but also he's won the gold two times already. And he is a household name at this point. Like people yeah. know him. So is it his name that's helping him? I honestly, I think they'd be more, they'd be more willing to take points away because he's so well known. Or like they like expect more, more from him. They would expect more. So their expectations are so much higher that any little mistake, they would deduct points. I don't know. Okay. Giving him a hundred. I, that, I feel that has to be some point inflation based on his name because you're telling me that that run was flawless. Yeah, that's it was, basically what it was. It was the perfect snowboard run. I don't think that's yeah at all possible. I, I mean, I watched it and it was pretty phenomenal, but I'm no like snowboard technical expert. <laughs> I mean, we all think we're experts in things because we watched it on TV. Like, I'm great at fashion because I watched, you know, Project One Way. And I, you know, understand tattoos because I watch... Morgan get a tattoo? Ink Masters, no. Ink Masters? <laughs> but also watch Morgan get a tattoo. <laughs> but Ink Masters and stuff like that. But we're not experts in anything. Like, I mean, I'm experts in something, but, not, like, not that particular sure. thing. But okay. um, I've been watching Catfish. <laughs> God. Because I love that show so much. Um, also, Riverdale. I've been watching Riverdale. I've actually given up on pretty much all of television except for Catfish and Riverdale. Oh, and I'm watching uh, The Assassination of Gianni Versace because I love Darren Chris and he's in that. Oh, uh, that's on HBO, huh? Uh, Netflix? It's FX. Okay. It's very, very good, actually. Um, but I'm just a ridiculously huge Darren Chris fan, and he does a phenomenal job playing Andrew Cunanan, who's the person who killed So could Versace. it be a little... Nielsen rating inflation because of the name recognition with you and Darren Chris. Oh, hell yes. The whole reason <laughs> that I'm watching that show is because he's in it. I probably would have watched it anyway, but it makes sure that I watch it because he's in it. Okay. Because I love Darren. So I got you. Yeah. I think that's all of the things that I've been doing. I mean, other than the fact that I'm going to Supernatural convention in about a week. We or so, and I'm about a season and a half behind, so that's going to be real fun. <laughs> Do you have to be caught up to go to convention? Is that um, the rules? No, because they did the same thing last year, and I was only half a season behind. However, um, there I was looking at the list of 
actors that are coming, and there is like a crap ton of people on that list that I have no idea who they are. <laughs> so that's going to be super fun. But I bought a ticket to meet Jensen Ackles and get a photo op, and that's why I'm going. And I'll probably buy one more photo op while I'm there. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, I get to... I get to meet him, consensual hugging. It's going oh. to happen, and I'm very excited. I mean, it won't be anywhere Jeff Goldblum levels. That you know of. You don't know. I, I don't know. I just know that I finally get to meet Jensen, and then I will be, I probably won't go to Supernatural Convention again after that. Because it's expensive. It is. It's very expensive. Okay. It is too much. Too, too much. much. Uh, is that all? Anything else? And I'm going to Long Beach Comic Con this weekend. Yeah, Long Beach Comic, Comic Expo. Con. Comic I'm Expo. For that. Yes, for Dumbbells and Dragons. So I'm on podcasts. Yay! And then you're also going to write about it. Yes, I am. I will prom. I promise I will do that. Oh, that's exciting. I I appreciate that. Yes, I dropped the ball in the last one. Oh, it's well, okay. It's okay. Balls have been dropped everywhere. Yeah, I just I yeah. Yeah. God, it's like a ninth grade classroom. <laughs> Um, what have, what have, what have I been nerding on? Uh, I'm reading, uh, Robin and Batgirl year one for reading rainbows. And that's been awesome. Uh, really good by Chuck Dixon. Uh, the biggest thing I'm doing right now is I'm working my way through the West Wing. I've never seen it before. Have you ever watched the West Wing? I have not. I've only seen like clips and stuff. Okay. So, um, for anyone out there who has watched the West Wing, I got to the penultimate episode of season two, which is the Mrs. Lanningham episode, and literally cried my eyes out. I could not deal with that. I was like, fuck this television show. I cannot deal right now. It is giving me too many emotions. I was very sad. I Well, since I have no idea what you're referring to, I'm... No, it's take, okay. Take your word for it. It's okay. It was everyone else who's listening who's seen The West Wing is like, oh, Kenny, we feel for you. I'm like, I know, guys. I appreciate you. All right. Uh, what else have I been doing to the nerdy stuff? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of other nerdiness going on. Plants vs. Zombies has taken up a lot of my time because procrastination. Nice. I probably need to delete that from my computer. All right. But we're going to segue into um, some ships, some relationships in media. Yep. And I'm going to get your reaction. I don't think you're going to know a lot of them, but I think you'll have a decent reaction to some of them. We'll see. Um, my first one, I'm going to go with a little, a little um, unconventional. Okay. It's not a romantic ship. I'm just saying. Okay. Twilight Sparkle and Starlight Glimmer from My Little Ponies. Okay. For those of you who don't know, which is probably everybody listening, Starlight Glimmer enslaved an entire town by wiping everybody's memories and free will. She didn't really have any friends after that because they didn't like her for doing that. And Twilight Sparkle is in charge of her friendship lessons and teaching Starlight Glimmer how to be a friend. And it's really wonderful. Sometimes in course of the friendship lessons, Twilight learns something about friendship and forgiveness. And it's really awesome and it's great. And 
It's, it's a great relationship. Katie's laughing at me. That's okay. <laughs> you know what, Katie? Sometimes, especially with the, the geopolitical climate we're in right now, sometimes I just want to see friendship win. You know what? That's fine. I'm totally okay with that. It just your my little pony thing just makes me laugh. I love it. And I gotta say, anybody who's ever watched My Little Pony with me, they're like, okay, I get it. I get it. That's why you watch the show. We've never sat down and watched. Yeah, I've watched I Rick know. and Morty with you, and those are the only episodes of that show I've ever seen. Oh, I do love Rick and Morty. And they are not one of my ships, though. No, that, that's weird. <laughs> um, incestual. Um, but. My Little Pony, I have never sat down and watched, so maybe we'll have to, I'll have to sit down and watch a episode or movie or whatever they are. Uh, we might have to. I might have to have a, a My Little Pony party. Although, my, <laughs> uh, my D&D group has uh, expressed interest in um, doing the My Little Pony RPG, so I think after our current campaign wraps up, I'm going to be... Uh, the game master for a round of some uh, Tales of Equestria. Uh, Tale is spelled T-A-I-L-S. Okay. Uh, if you want to be, if you want to get in on that, it'd no, be great. no, I'm I'm solid. I'm good. You can meet some cool dudes. I'm sure good. I don't understand why you're laughing right now. It's not funny. I'm inviting you to a thing <laughs> that has to do with you know friendship. And here you are laughing at me. Aww. I think you need some friendship lessons. Maybe I do need some friendship lessons. <laughs> Maybe you need some Twilight Sparkle in your life. Maybe. Uh, number four for me. Are we jumping? Are you counting down five to one? What did I say? You said one. Or oh, the first for... one. You just said oh. the first one. So oh, I well, I have it written down here differently. So, yeah. Okay, we'll just do weird numbering. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Uh, D. Um... <laughs> Will this couple want the D? I mean, it depends on... <laughs> Actually, yes. Oh, okay. Because it is uh, Ian Gallagher and Mickey Milkovich. Oh, they definitely want the D. <laughs> they do. Uh, from the television show Shameless. I love them. Their relationship was so great and so filled with emotion and so toxic. Oh, very. <laughs> like, but it didn't become toxic until the end of the relationship. Like, yeah. the relationship was just a really great relationship until the end. And what I loved most about the relationship is you could easily have changed either one of the characters or both the characters to female and nothing would have suffered because the fact that they were homosexual had nothing to do with their romantic relationship. There was a brief story arc with uh, Mickey standing up to his dad. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah. Other than that, the big thing about the big Mickey coming out episode was that nobody gave a shit. That was one of my favorite things about... So, confession, I've actually never seen a full episode of Shameless, but... I have watched every single YouTube-related video yep. to their couple, to, like, them being together. So I feel like I've watched the show at this point. Um, but I did watch part of that episode where he came out, and then he went back to the bar the next day or whatever, and they were like, 
do you think we care? We don't care. Because the only person who cared was his dad. Yeah. It was Mickey's dad. Besides Mickey's dad, like, nobody else gave a shit. Yeah. And it was, I just, it was great. I, I really loved their relationship. And, and one of the things I loved about their relationship is when it did get toxic, Ian got out. Yeah. You know, he did say, you know, it it was a relationship that lasted for as long as it should have. And then Ian grew up and and moved on. I did love their relationship very much. They were not good for each other, but they were to a certain point. Yeah, they, I mean they were they served a very good purpose for each other in each other's lives they were very much high school sweethearts coming of age and then they grew up yeah and they grew in different directions and that's not that's life man yeah that's how people roll i loved their first kiss though yeah me too when he came running back into the into the van and just kissed him and then ian was so happy (laughs) and then he flipped him off as he was running away such a great relationship. It was a great relationship. Um, my next one, um, let's just go with asterisk. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go another animated one. Okay. Wally and Eve. Eva? Is it Eva or Eve? It's okay. Her name is Eve. But he calls her Eva. Yeah. But whenever they talk in the near silent movie, it sounds like he's saying Eva. But it's Eve. Okay, but, oh my god, they're so adorable. Yes. Um, And it's amazing the amount of emotion you can read from them. I mean, I guess this is a testament to the writers, directors, and animators. Yeah. Um, The amount of emotion you can get from two robots who can only say, like, a few words. Wally! Eva! Yeah, who can only make sounds. Um, and it's, it's absolutely incredible and it's sweet and it's adorable. And it's like when they hold hands and that's all Wally wants to do is hold hands. Oh gosh. Them together forever. I love Wally and Eve. That's all I got. They're perfect. They're adorable. And that movie is, that movie is, I think it's. Pixar's best film. It's pretty close to being one of the best ones, for sure. What's one better? I like Toy Story. Toy Story is very good. Yeah. Toy Story is very, very good. But, I mean, I feel like they're kind of on different levels, to be honest. I mean... Yeah. I mean, Wally was... They told an incredible story that had very little words. It was a silent movie. Yeah. Up until they went on the ship with... The, the chubby people in the... Yeah. They're, like, one of my favorite parts about this whole thing. That, when she goes, oh, my God, they have a pool? Because <laughs> they had no idea. But it's... I don't know. They were able to tell this, like, amazing story that blossoms into, like, what seems like a romance um, with very little. Like, very, like, sound-wise. So it was very visual. Yes. And it was wonderful. Yes. All right. My... Next one, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to two. Okay. I'm gonna go back to to numbers on this one. 
Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I don't know. From WWE. Oh, okay. It's like something else I don't know. Um, what makes this relationship amazing is a the way it works in the storylines. They actually um, got together in storyline and they got together in real life, and they're just this awesome power couple in WWE. And they're heels, which is the term for bad guys. But when you see them in real life, they're complete total goofballs. Oh and God. I love that. That's adorable. Like, they were on, they did a lip sync battle with Jimmy Fallon, um, where they did uh, How Far I'll Go from Moana. Oh, my God. How come I've never seen this? And so, like, Triple H is this huge metalhead. Like, he, uh, Lemmy did his theme song for his entrance music when he when he was wrestling, and he's this 250-pound, huge, beastly dude. And on the show, he was in this leather jacket and, like, a Metallica shirt. And he's a huge metalhead. And then... But he's also got young kids. So he knew every word to how far I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was absolutely amazing. And it's just they're the cutest couple. And on TV, I hate, like, uh, their characters. I just, I love to hate them. Nice. So that's all I got there. <laughs> I'm waiting for this one that you said I'll disagree with you on. I think you'll disagree um, because you mentioned it on yours, and I've recently reevaluated my opinion on this. Uh, the one I think you're going to disagree with is Buffy and Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah, this has caused rifts in people's lives on this controversy. This. Discussion between Buffy Angel versus Buffy Spike. Bangle versus Bike. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> now, yes. You fall on the side of Buffy and Angel. Yes. I obviously fall on the side of Buffy and Spike. Okay. Why? Why? Yeah. So, well, it's better than Buffy and Riley. Anything's better than Buffy and Riley, okay? Poor guy. He just got bad rap. It's fine. <laughs> um, Buffy and Angel was a great relationship. But again, it was a high school relationship that needed to evolve. There was no... There was no... There was nowhere for that relationship to go and to grow. They they provided something for each other in each other's lives at this certain point, and it was good and it was perfect. But they needed to move on, and their relationship was not perfect, was never going to be perfect, and they could never be together. So there was no point. Why? Because uh, he tried to kill her that one time, and then she actually killed him that one time, and no, it was, and then one, and you know, whatever. It's just. Their relationship together was, I don't know, I don't want to say boring, but it was like, no, it was kind of boring. I mean, I feel like in a certain, in a certain aspects that they weren't really given the room to grow. Yeah. Because as soon as, you know... When they had that one perfect moment of happiness and he turned into Angelus and then tried to murder her and then she sent him to hell. 
then he came back and he just wasn't the same person after that. So it's like, how would their relationship have evolved if that had never happened? Um, but those are all what ifs because it's just part of the way that the storyline went. And I mean, eventually she did go like when he left and went to Los Angeles and went to Angel basically. And then they had that episode where he turned human and she was with him. Um, but he chose to like reverse time because he couldn't do all of the things that he wanted to do with who he was at that moment. Cause he lost being his, like he wasn't a, wasn't a vampire anymore and he couldn't save people. So, I mean, maybe they just weren't given the room to try to grow. And then when they actually got to the point where they were able to move forward, he chose to not, to not because he wanted to, he, his mission to save people and to do things for the world was more important than his relationship that he could have had with Buffy, which is just a testament to the kind of person that he is rather than maybe not to the relationship. I guess the way I would put it is Buffy and Angel is a great high school relationship. Mm-hmm. Buffy Spike is an adult relationship. There were just things about Buffy and Spike that, like, he did things to her. Like, he tried, like, he hurt her. And I don't know how I felt about that. Yeah. I also think that. Ultimately, like, when he... Angel was always a good guy. He had his soul back. And he was going to be good no matter what because he had his soul. Spike was evil. And because of his love for Buffy, turned good and went to go get his soul back. Yeah. I mean, like, that right there is... That he wanted to be a better person. I mean, a better vampire. Because I guess <laughs> yeah, he's still a person. Whatever. Um, that Nighttime American. Nighttime. <laughs> he has an allergy to the sun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, if you look at it that way, then Angel was cursed with the soul because he was such a bad, like bad vampire and they cursed him with a soul to make him suffer. So it wasn't something that he chose. It was something that was chosen for him, was forced upon him. Whereas Spike was always a bad person until like he, Oh, I mean, after he became a vampire, because he wasn't a bad person in the beginning, but like when he became a vampire, he learned to be a bad vampire because of angel. So, I mean, you just don't get the name William the bloody for nothing. Well, so I guess one of my things would be Buffy makes Spike a better person. Yes. I mean, she does. I don't know. He just, like, there was that one time where he, like, tried to do really terrible things to her while they were together. And that just sort of put me off from him. And he did sacrifice himself to save all of Sunnydale. Because yeah. of his love for her. But then he came back on Angel. Whatever. Hell yeah, he did. He got delivered in a box. <laughs> Whatever. Hashtag spoiler alert. Oh yeah, by the way. By the way, it's been like 15 years or something, guys. It's if too, you haven't, it's if too you haven't seen it, then you're not gonna. Um, Alright. That's all I got, man. Yeah. Anyways. Honestly, I don't think she should be with either of them. 
I mean, Buffy's pretty badass by herself that she doesn't really need a relationship. I mean... Honestly, I wish I had been following in the comics. I haven't I haven't read the comics past season eight. Yeah. And season eight, she ended up with Angel again for some weird, awkward reason. But I haven't read 9, 10, or 11. Um, and I'd like to see her get into a different relationship. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean... I just really liked Buffy and Angel. I mean, also, like, well, I was... The, they were the couple that I was... I mean, I was in elementary school going into, like, junior high when they were... Together. A thing. Yeah. So... Because that was something that you're like, oh, my God, there's so much passion. Also, because, like, it was an exciting show at the time. So, like, seeing that kind of, like, passion in high school... And that kind of thing. So it was something that you were trying to like relate to, which is probably why I grasped onto that. Because when she when it went like ended up with Spike, I was older too. So. I got you. Um, a couple other great couples that are popping into my head as we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Crash and Burn, Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie from Hackers. Oh, yeah. They could take over the world, man. They could take over the world with a 28K modem. <laughs> I like when they both they both lost and they both had to wear dresses. <laughs> and they're in the pool. And they're in the pool, yeah. No, they were a great couple. They were a phenomenal couple. Yeah. Hackers 2 needs to happen, but I'm pretty sure... Matthew all, Lillard, my friend. All the, I met you one time. Make all, this happen. All the villains would be Russian. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Yep. When did you meet Matthew Lillard? Um, I was working at the Matterhorn back when I was working at Disneyland, and uh, a group, a family came up and asked if they could uh, check their height of their child. And I was like, oh, yeah, come on over. And I, like, checked the height. And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely, definitely tall enough to ride. And all I heard was, oh, that's great. And I was like, Whoop. <laughs> Knew that voice immediately. And I was like, did you guys want to go on this ride? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, Took the chain down. I was like, come right this way. Like, let them skip the line. And I looked at him and I was like, by the way, I'm a very big fan of yours. He took his hat off and he was like, he goes, it is very nice to meet you. I'm Matthew. And I was like, I'm Katie. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great moment in my life was meeting Matthew Lillard. Um, Mixing that comment with my wrestling comment earlier, I saw him at Comic-Con in 2016 because uh, he was doing the voice of Shaggy for a Scooby-Doo WWE animated movie. Oh, my God. And the wrestler Seamus put him in a clover leaf on the table in, in uh, I, I don't think it was Ballroom 20, but it was, it was like, one of the, like, A, B, and C rooms that are, like, a big hall. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, it was pretty funny. That's amazing. Yeah. He's very nice. Is he? Yeah, Matthew Lillard. He's, um, very, he's very kind. Never met him. Yeah, maybe someday. Anyways, um, what else? Oh, the other relationship that popped into my head is obviously Emmett and Wildstyle from the Lego movie. Oh, yeah. I think they're great. They're adorable. Apparently, I have a thing for animated movies where people try to hold hands. Yeah. Like, it's it's a big thing in, like... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's the most, like, it's the most um, romantic innocent thing that can happen in a kid's movie. Like, holding hands is a big deal for people. Like, for kids. Because they're touching. I agree. I can I can see that. But still, I like it. 
Wally, all he want to do is hold hands. Emmett, all he wants to do is hold hands. I'm trying to think of anyone else who just wants to hold hands. <laughs> you know one of the worst relationships? What? The movie Swingers. Oh, God. When John Favreau's character, Mikey, has an entire relationship in one evening with a girl's answering machine. That is very strange. It So, he's just getting out of this six-year relationship. He gets this girl's number. They tell him to wait three days to call. He calls that night at, like, 1 a.m., and this is, it's an older movie, so she has an answering machine, like, with the tape. Nice. And not, um, not, like, a voicemail. And so he calls her, and then the message gets cut off. And then he calls her again, and the message gets cut off. Calls her a third time. And then he calls her, like, four or five more times until the finally the other one, he's like, look, I just don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> And then she picks up the phone, and he's like, oh, hey, have you been there the whole time? And she's like, never call me again. <laughs> it, it is the most Michael Scott cringeworthy scene that just makes me go, Ugh. Did he fill up, like, the whole tape? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to have to flip this over. <laughs> Gonna have to rewind this and let it, like, refill over. Um, do you have any horrible shifts that you're like, oh, God, it's so bad. Oh, by the way, Jim and Pam, props to them. For being great? Yes. Yes, from The Office. Yes. Never watched No, no, my neighbor's Jim and Pam. Oh! I've never watched The Office, so I can't comment. Really? Yeah, I just don't like shows like that. Weird. Uh, I will say that there were a couple episodes with... Michael Scott, just cringeworthy, so uncomfortable, vicariously. There's just something about, like, I tried watching The Office and I couldn't do it. I tried watching Parks and Rec and also couldn't do it. Um, I think the only show that I could possibly watch would be, like, 30 Rock or something. Oh, 30 Rock's brilliant. Yeah. I try, I watched, I think I got through two episodes. So I could watch more. But I just don't... There's just something about shows like that that I just don't like. Do you watch Kimmy Schmidt? Uh, I think I watched the whole, most of the first season. Yeah, you watched it with me. I watched parts of season two, which was, which you didn't know that I hadn't seen season one, so I already knew who the, <laughs> um, the, the guy was, the bad guy. Yeah. Or whatever, and you were like, well, that's just, I think Chelsea was pissed, because she's like, well, it's now all ruined. <laughs> like the reveal is like the biggest thing when you find out like who the who the pastor like the bad guy is or whatever. Yeah, and it's like the biggest thing because of the actor. <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny because you came over and we I wanted to watch Kimmy Schmidt like two weeks after I found out I was getting a divorce. And the first episode of season two is Kimmy gets a divorce, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways. I was trying to think of, because Chelsea also brought up that she wanted to talk about, like, ships that we don't like. And I mentioned to her, I was like, oh, you just want a platform to be raging about how you hate Monel with Supergirl. And I was like, and she goes, well, and I'm like, don't lie to me. <laughs> um, but I have to, like, think about it because, I mean, 
Because it was funny because I was having a hard time picking my ships before. So I asked my mom, like, what should I pick as number five on my list? Because one through four was super easy. But I couldn't think of which which couple I wanted to put as my number five. And my list of honorable mentions was, like, super Ten long. Ten pages long. Yeah, yeah. it was super long. Um, but I didn't know who I wanted to put there. And my mom was like, oh, well, what about, like... Christian and um, Anastasia from Fifty Shades. And I'm like, oh. that is not a relationship that I would ever want to be a thing. <laughs> like, in to, like, put on a list like that. Yeah, it's... Like, I will say, like... Harley Quinn and Joker. Oh, no, I, that's see, my, like, worst... See, like, I would never... They have an amazing relationship from a story standpoint but if anybody ever had a relationship like that in real life i'd be like y'all crazy oh it is one of the most toxic relationships and it was written to be that way that's why it bothers me whenever someone's like i'm just looking for my joker i'm like no you're not because he emotionally and physically abuses her like why would you want to put yourself in a relationship like that i mean the harley quinn joker relationship was written specifically because like, written to be a toxic relationship. You're not supposed to support it. <laughs> like, you're not. I mean, Harley Quinn is... She's an amazing character. Like, that, her, I loved her character in Suicide Squad. Like, I hated that movie. It was terrible. But the way that that character was portrayed when she wasn't with Joker was great. Oh, yeah. Margot Robbie can do no wrong. Oh, she was so, so good as Harley Quinn. I need to see Itania. I've heard that it's amazing and that she is spot on like Tanya Harding. Oh yeah. Oh. So good. I watched the um like the 60 minutes interview thing with her mm-hmm. with like actual Tanya Harding. Uh and she went to the premiere of the movie and stuff and like people just hate that woman so much. But it was very interesting to like hear her side of the story. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you know what happened, but to hear, like, them talk about it, and then they asked her about how, like, she watched the movie, like, how close is it to what really happened, like, your experience with it, and it was, like, so spot on, and the characters, like, the actors that they picked and the way that they portrayed those characters was you couldn't get more, it's like watching a documentary. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. You know what I gotta say? I got another ship. Okay. Mario and Princess Peach. <laughs> like you with the like, animated stuff. Like I gotta say though, can I get a game where she rescues him? Oh, that would be amazing. That's all I want. I want a game where Peach rescues Mario. We should make that happen. It's about time. Yeah. By the way, did you realize that Minnie Mouse just got a star on the walk? Oh yeah. Like forty years after. Mickey? Mickey. Do you know that Shrek got a star before Minnie? Yeah. That's some bullshit. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. 100%. No. It's it's jacked up. Majorly jacked up. And on that exciting bombshell, anything else? Um, Listen to the Tea Time episode if you want to know who my forever ships are. Do it. And listen to Tea Time anyway, because it's a great podcast, um, great content, and while I feel our target demos might be a little different, I think uh, maybe your podcast listeners uh, would 
have some different opinions on my stuff, and my podcast listeners would benefit from listening to your stuff, and it'd be Possibly. an interesting uh, widen your worldview. Yeah, I mean, we have a couple of very interesting episodes coming up anyway. So this week, this this week we released our forever our forever ships, which people really like our shipping episodes. But next week we're kind of branching into something more, a little heavier. Do you want to share? Uh, we're going to talk about positive representations of mental health in pop culture. Oh, wow. So um, I have a master's degree in psychology. Um, it's not in clinical psychology, but I have studied clinical psychology, so I can bring a little bit of my background okay. um, from schooling into this particular podcast. So uh, we picked a bunch of different media, so like movies, TV shows, and books that portray mental health well, and we're going to talk about the different um, mental health, like mental illnesses that are portrayed in those very cool. Do you want to share one example or should people uh, just tune in to Tea Time? Well, like an example of a positive representation would be uh, like the movie Girl Interrupted. Oh, God. That's was an incredible film. And we actually studied it in school in my clinical psychology class because it very well represents uh, mental institutions as well as the different illnesses that are portrayed in that film. So that's something that we will discuss is that. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, where can everybody find you? Um, for the podcast, uh, we're Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. Uh, you can visit our website, which is teatimewithkc.com. You can also find us on all of the social medias. Well, not all of them, but on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the handle Tea Time with Casey. And you can pick up our podcast pretty much anywhere, like Apple Podcasts and wherever you download your podcasts. <laughs> All right. Yep, that's where we are. Awesome. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Workout nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.